This is Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is self-employed, freelance or thinking about it. My name's Jenny Stallard, I'm a freelance lifestyle journalist and I founded Freelance Feels in 2019 as a response to my own mental health challenges. The idea behind Freelance Feels is to show freelance life in all its reality, from the down moments to the yay ones, and share other people's stories as well so we all feel less alone in the self-employed world. Each episode I speak to a different freelancer, self-employed person or entrepreneur about their work and mental health, exploring their story, their challenges and triumphs, as well as getting valuable advice from them. Freelance Feels is also a newsletter, freelancefeels.substack.com and on social media at freelance underscore feels. Please do come and find me on Instagram and let me know how you're getting on with your freelance journey. If you enjoy the podcast, please do rate and review it. And now, on with the episode. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. I'm delighted to say that I'm chatting to Tom Kerridge in the launch week of his new book, Tom Kerridge's Outdoor Cooking. Welcome to Freelance Feels, Tom. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks for having us on. My pleasure. Um, So I always start by asking guests to describe what they do, and that's often because um, people don't know perhaps what they do do. And I guess a lot of people will think, oh, I know Tom Kerridge, but I'd love it if you would describe what you do and how you define your self-employed status. Yeah, so, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a chef. I mean, I've been a chef for 30 years, and that's what I do. My li- but my life has kind of grown now around about food. And um, so owning pubs and restaurants and, and festivals and, and uh, kind of events businesses, it's, a, it, it's, I, it's a, I'm a chef owner. I mean, mm-hmm. freelance is very different. I, I always view freelance as somebody who is... Um, self-employed but they're kind of like for hire Mm. so you hire you hire a skill set that you pay them that then they pay them themselves and pay their tax and do whatever else whether it's in the world of television whether it's in the world of arts whether it's whatever it is that Mm. I always see that and I think that's slightly different to being a business owner so I I, I, I see myself as a chef owner Mm -hmm. of a business rather than um, someone who's freelance however I mean, it's all the same, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you, you, you are the only person that is in control of your destiny, of your earning. Yes. Oh my God, your destiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you make your decisions. You're not reliant on anybody else in terms of, uh, I suppose, getting paid. You pick and choose what you could do, and if the work's not there, you've got to make. You're, you're, you're the one that's constantly fighting for survival. Mm, yeah, that's a very good way of describing it. it it's survival and destiny they're such brilliant words but they do really describe it people might think oh they sound quite dramatic words but I think you've hit the nail on the head there that especially after the year we've just had it is about survival very very much so especially in your industry yeah massive and I, I think the thing that that feeling never goes away the moment you open your own business or you decide to once you go off that you you know you might be earning a certain amount of money every year um, in the world of employment mm-hmm. and you know how much you earn, which means that you can rent a flat or buy a house or you live to the levels of that earning. The moment that you make that decision to go, I'm going to take it into my own hands. Now you may go for years, many years of earning less than you actually earned mm-hmm. at the, uh, as an employee. So you have to take that risk as a, business person as or as your own kind of entity and it does become a risk so every day 
you know, it, you're, you're taking work or you're doing stuff that you think that you have to do because you, you, you need it to survive. It's almost like, mm. it's almost like an animal in the animal kingdom being thrown out there and your meals are out there. You've got to go find them. That's mm. it. It is like that. And then you have to, you, you have to attack the day every day. You have to be forceful about what you do and you take those risks. So for every, for all those years that, and every, I'm sure you've interviewed many people that, you know, have been, have gone through, no matter what business it is, has not made any money and go through those periods of very uh, huge oh, yeah. losses, like last year, places where you're on the verge of bankruptcy and, uh, and bailiffs and, uh, and all sorts knocking on the door to the point mm. of huge success where you make an absolute shed load of money. But it's that risk take that is the the reward of of going through the point of waiting for the bailiff to knock on the door and and it is about taking those um those risks that i think risks and reward i think that's where it it comes in but it does feel every day you're fighting a battle to try and survive and stay alive even if really deep down you're not like i know the hand of flowers that my first part is Mm. is busy and fully booked and i know we've got good bookings in other spaces all over the weekends and you know you go okay it's good but you live in constant fear that the phone isn't going to ring. And that, and that's something that keeps you driving every, there's no such thing as a day off the moment you become freelance or self-employed, even if you're not working, you're worrying about work. That is another nail hit on the head. Exactly. Cause people sort of say, oh, I'm going freelance. I want the freedom. I want to only work three days a week. And you sort of think, no, 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 you're going to work in some way, shape or form. You're working seven days a week because you're thinking about it or there's social media or are you like that as well? Like ideas come up because you have so many different things that you do, like the book and, and the pub and pub in the park, all those things. Are you just constantly thinking and planning and plotting? Happening? Always, yeah. There's, yeah. there's always something going on. There's a different hat to be worn all the time, you know, whether it's doing a podcast and talking to you, whether it's press and publicity for something else, whether it's about a kitchen design for a new restaurant, whether it's about a new dish, whether it's employing and, and interviewing staff, whether mm. it's, there's always something to be talking about at some point, whether it's a music lineup that's going into Pub in the Park, whether it's a conversation after you that I've got with, a, with the charity organisation about how we can restructure and make that move. There's always mm. something thing so it's a different hat all the time every day constantly changing and evaluating and then I, I think social media which is which is actually I think is a force for good and if, you know mm. it can be used in a horrible way yeah. but I think the reality is the good outweighs the bad you know the, the, the noises the energy you can create and the way that it can be used for reaching out to people but with social media it means you're on seven days a week you know it, it, there's always something that's going on that's either this affecting you and the big the bigger the business you are the more things that are going wrong so there is constantly you know people and i mean this in the politest way don't have a day off from being idiots there's always someone <laughs> there's there is always someone being an idiot somewhere every day of the week i love that oh i really needed to hear that today <laughs> I won't divulge why it'd be too personal but that, that I really needed to hear that that's really tickled me that you said that that's brilliant I mean I really wanted to ask you as well how you find balance and and the way you've described being on like that really leads into that because it's kind of like well how do you find time in such a busy schedule like a lot of self-employed people for self-care and how have you managed to find balance with the stresses and strains of chef life and self-employed life, which you've spoken about being very, very pressurized. How do you I'm getting, better, 
Yeah, and getting better at it now. As, as you get older, you kind of realise what are the important things? What really should I be worrying about? Is it worth getting angry about that? Is it worth mm -hmm. being upset about that? But also the infrastructure of teams and people that you put around you, management, you know, there's issues that can be solved that you don't, you know. I added a couple of emails last night regarding a complaint from a customer that was in a room that was something was wrong. And it was like, actually, this is such an easy thing to be dealing with. Like, I, I, I really don't need to know that they checked in at the wrong time in the wrong space. Like, come on guys that we're bigger than this you should be able to deal with this this isn't my you know i'm so i'm trying to find that balance between where I, what i should be worrying about and what i shouldn't be worrying about is, is uh, I, i'm finding it easier now i'm older but it's not always um it's not always simple that's for certain is it, it is very very difficult my life is constantly unbalanced i mean i'm slightly unbalanced anyway everything is always to excess so it's 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 trying to take a chill pill every now and then and calm down and chill down and, mm. uh, but then i try and do stuff in the gym i try and get in the swimming pool i try and lift weights or get on a one of those watt bikes and you know i try and switch off for half an hour an hour every day if i can somewhere yeah now exercise seems hugely important to you i guess it's been part of your for want of a better word, you might not like the word journey, but it's been part of your journey. And, and, and you've often, yeah, you put up pictures of like the what bike on, on Instagram and stuff. It, it came across as the fact that, yeah, that's probably quite a central part of switching. Yeah, you. I'm not necessarily, I'm not fit. Like I'm not like a super, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm still a massive big bloke with, you know, that struggles every day with, with weight and health mm. and whatever else. But it's that balance part of it and that mental health, that, that space to switch off that, you know, I, you know, I'm relatively all right on the what bike. I'm quite good at swimming, you know, I'm, I'm all right at lifting weights, but I don't focus really on one particular thing. And I'm not, I'm not aiming at, you know, I'm not aiming at having a six pack and looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his heyday. You know, I'm just not, I'm, what I'm trying to do is just try and find, a balance between it all and I, I i do enjoy the gym but i also enjoy the struggle of it and then there's times mm. when i hate it i absolutely hate it but then the euphoric feeling when you've done and your body feels so much better you have to remind yourself in those periods of hating it mm. actually it's so much better when it's done so it's a, it, and you feel it's a, it's very very difficult to find motivation all the time but i have learned as you got older that, that, that if you do motivate yourself that you don't regret it afterwards. You, you just don't, you never regret it afterwards. You go, okay, it's, it's 100% been worth doing, but it's very, very difficult to get it. Like if, if the only time in the day I can do it is quarter to six in the morning, it's very, it's very hard to go, let's go to a cold garage and lift some weights up. You know, it's kind of like, it's not, it's not the most fun, but afterwards you go, actually, that was brilliant. I'm so pleased I did it. And then you've got the rest of the day ahead of you. Because mm. I guess as a chef, perhaps early mornings weren't your thing. Is that an assumption? But I'm guessing chefs don't, they work late and they get up later. So normally. Absolutely no, no, chefs don't. No, you're up early. You're in a kitchen by 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh my goodness. And then you're finishing at midnight, one o'clock. Mm. Like it's, it's full on. It's particularly at top end level. Mm. Uh, uh, like particularly when you're cooking at one and two and three mission star level it's there's no there's no like there's no lines in the morning you're in work by you, you you're surviving on four and a half five hours sleep mm. and, and, but that's not every day that that has changed the industry has has definitely mm. looked at changing it but there, there are still those positions there's still those times two or three days in a row when you might be on that kind of process mm. that's really interesting too because i guess that's one of the things for you that was part of the pressures in sort of your former life when you were sort of doing just more of the chef stuff you've spoken about that haven't you the stress of being in the kitchen and sort of the, the drinking that came with that and the pressures of that you know four hours sleep trying to to build a business yeah i mean to be honest i mean the drinking part of it like 
it was com completely bad, really unhealthy. I, I have no control over it. I'm not, I, you know, it, it's a huge part of my life that I have to ignore. But, uh, but uh, right now, mm. uh, I'm not in control of it. But I am, I don't miss that guy at all. And I don't regret it for a single minute. Mm. Because when you're under pressures uh, 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 of um, running a business, uh, uh, there's always somewhere a release that you need. And that release then came through booze. And I absolutely, you know, and I need, you need that release because then you can drive that pressure the next day and you could drive yourself. If I, if I hadn't been that person, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation now. I wouldn't be in that position where we're, at, where we're chatting and talking because we wouldn't have been able to drive the position, the business of winning two mission stars and be in that space without that commitment and that escape route. So mm -hmm. I don't regret it for a minute. In fact, I, you know, I do miss it a lot. However, I know I can't be that person. I, you know, I, I miss, I miss the self-indulgence of it massively. You know, it just become, that's the only, that, that became all about you get enjoying it that moment that, and, and I miss that escapism. Mm -hmm. Um, but I find it in another way. I find it in a Watt bike, which is way more painful. It's actually a little <laughs> bit cheaper, uh, but it, it, it's nowhere near as much fun whilst you're doing it. <laughs> I love that. It's way more painful. Because <laughs> of course, I mean, you, you, We've chatted before, and, and I think the last time we I, we chatted, um, it was all about we we're talking about family cooking, and you were saying about cooking with your son AC, and I know you put him on on your what bike. I think I've seen pictures of you sort of having fun. Yeah, his builders' crack, arse crack hanging out the yeah. back. Yeah, oh, he's adorable. But is is being a dad and family life another thing for you that ticks that box of kind of fun and, and escape from thoughts of work? Yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. I, I mean, I've got nothing to measure it against, really. So I mm. I grew up single parent family I didn't really I didn't have a father figure so I've got no idea really what I'm doing so I'm making it up as I go along the same as he is so you know we're both learning together to be father and son you know and I've got there's a couple of people within the business same sort of age as me with kids the same sort of age and you know we're, we're all going through different ways of parenting and different mm. points that like last night before AC went to bed we did half an hour of punching each other in the head with boxing gloves it was amazing I mean for me I was discussing whether that's being a good dad or a bad dad I mean I don't really know all I know is I've, he can punch really well excellent excellent I love that so if he's if he's in the Olympics in the coming years for the boxing you heard yeah. it first <laughs> it's, it's, well it's actually more martial arts he's really he's oh. really into his karate yeah, he's, mm. he, 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 yeah he's, he loves it he absolutely loves it maybe he loves it a bit too much or maybe just like punching his dad i don't know <laughs> yeah he's just like a release just punching poor dad yeah. oh my goodness i really wanted to talk to you as well about saving britain's pubs with tom kerridge because this was a show that you did it began pre-lockdown didn't it and then as lockdown was happening and covid as you were filming, the pubs were having to close. So then you were interviewing landlords and landladies about well, what the hell were they going to do? It was already a situation where there was a programme called Saving Britain's Pubs. Um, I've got that right, haven't I? Is that sort of how it happened? The COVID came along? Yeah, we were yeah. filming it all the way through. I mean, we hear about pub closures all the time and we were hearing about it anyway, pre-COVID. And mm. that it was a question of why are pubs closing? What's going on? We, you know, what are the reasons behind it? So as we were filming it and then, coronavirus turns up and it and it's mm. and, and it hits all every pub got closed so it's trying to deal with it then so that that's at that position that point of filming that documentary right in the middle of it it, it was very prominent of what's happening right now so it's so it was a it was a great thing to be a part of it's a great thing to film and that those all those places have reopened which is which is great yes oh that's really good to hear because it was such 
it really struck me because it was another one of those things where you come across as very, very honest and open in everything that you do. And, and to talk to people on that level and say, let's try and help small businesses. I was like, oh, wow, this is so great that you had the time and energy to do that. So that's why it sort of really struck me about sort of, yeah, you were going to grassroots, which is sort of, I guess what you come you do all the time, don't you really? It's sort of your, yeah, it's your USP being all just honest and open. Well, yeah, I think, you know, I've always, first and foremost, I'm a chef, I'm a cook, I'm a person that runs a business that, you know, that found myself on television and in media and you just try and, the, the, you just got to try and be yourself. Do you, do you know what I mean? The moment mm. you create a caricature, it's not quite right. You need to be that person, the same person that's on TV is the same person that'll be in our management meeting tomorrow morning, except there'll probably be more swear words that won't in the management meeting than there will yes. be on, on, on the TV, but it is still essentially the same person. It's still, you know, there isn't, so that, I think that sense of honesty is always important. Integrity is the most mm. important thing. I think if you showcase yourself, my viewpoint has always been, if you're going to showcase yourself on television, you can't embarrass the people that work with you, your colleagues, your friends, you can't be, you know, we can't pretend to be something else. That, that, that root, uh, I suppose, and foundation value that we've all built ourselves upon has to stay exactly the same. Yeah, no, that's really true. I love that. Thank you. And of course, we need to talk. I'm going to hold it up. Tim Corridge, Cor Tom Kerridge. That's because I was reading it backwards in the screen. Tom Kerridge, Outdoor Cooking. Um, this book is just absolutely lovely. I'm definitely going for the scallops followed by the steak if I'm choosing my first two recipes. In that um, case, I'm coming round your house for the dessert. What's happened? What are you doing for dessert? Oh, now that, oh, the pineapple, the grilled pineapple. Yeah, lovely, with a caramel sauce, it's delicious. Yeah, really pineapple nice. Pineapple on the barbecue is just, oh, amazing. It works so well, so people don't associate fruit being done on a barbecue, but it is, it's amazing. Fruit caramelizes beautifully. It's got, they've got lovely natural sugars, particularly things like pineapple, apricots, peaches, nectarines, those sort of things cook really, really well on open coals, you know, that heat source that it gives off and it helps the, the natural sugars in those fruits caramelize and get that lovely kind of dark bar kind of charred marks yeah. on them. Well, they work really well actually with things like they work well with burrata cheese or some parma ham and some pine nut dressing or pesto those sort of things it works nicely but also then with caramel sauce it's beautiful oh my goodness my stomach's gurgling now <laughs> i've got two more quick things to ask you i'd love to know the links for you between cooking and mental health so is, is cooking a really big deal for you when it comes to keeping your balance does, does cooking help you with your well-being is that something for you yeah it's escapism I think for a lot of people for, from a professional point of view I'm quite lucky that it's my way of life it's my job so that's why I think a lot of people in hospitality have struggled this year because it's not something we can do on a zoom call mm. you know hospitality is something that is about being around people so but first and foremost it's great to be doing it for that but also then when you are at home it is that kind of release space people enjoy it there's so many people that have it as habits you know whether it's barbecue cookery whether it's baking cakes you know those sort of things they're just something that is a nice thing for them to do that takes them away from the daily kind of grind of life so yeah cooking is there's also a reward element at the mm. end you know you end up with something so I think for so many reasons, cooking is, is great for, for mental health. It's, you know, trying to just wash away the stresses of stuff just for half an hour, 40 minutes of cooking something. Yeah. And you use both your hands. So you have to put your phone down. No more checking the social media if it does your head in. Away that's from your it. phone when you're that's cooking. Exactly, it? That's exactly yeah. it. It's, 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 a, it's a real thing to do, not a make-believe thing on a screen using technology. Yeah. No, you're so right. Brilliant. Oh, Tom, thank you so much. If you had one piece of advice for people starting out in your industry now for keeping balance with their mental health what would your one piece of advice be to anyone who's thinking of setting up 
on their own as a chef or being a freelance chef or running a pub? Yeah, think, think, do your research first, right? So the, being in the hospitality industry is stressful, okay? Mm -hmm. it, it is late nights, it is hard work, it's adrenaline fueled, okay? So you do get ups and downs, okay? You get busy, which drives adrenaline forward. It creates, you have to be the sort of person that enjoys the excitement of adrenaline and stress, you know, n not too far, but you have to re remember that. And also dealing with human beings. Human beings are stressful, whether it's the staff or whether it's the guests and the customers. Customers can become painful. They can get drunk. They can say daft things. Their expectation levels are all over the place. So it's being able to manage all of that. And if you feel that you can manage all of that, get in there and just be prepared to work hard because it's the most rewarding industry. However, if you are um, a, a slightly, um, you want calm and serenity in your life, working in hospitality isn't always that it's not normally surrounded by calm and serene people no. it's normally normally the people that are in hospitality are, are slightly kind of like um they're, they're, they're people that appear on pirate ships they're the same sort of like they're high energy um good people that are, work really really hard and enjoy that kind of stress level and excitement and slightly unbalanced life that go on a crest of a wave up and down i love it well you call your 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 team your pirates don't you they are. They're all pirates. Yeah, they're the all pirates. really bad. Yeah, they're they're all hiding away on our pirate ship before they get arrested. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Thank you. I'll let you go, Tom. Would you like to share where where people can find you, like your Instagram and that kind of thing, and tell us where people can find yeah, the book <laughs> yeah, Chef Tom Kerridge on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, TomKerridge.com is the um, is the uh, website, and also the pirate ship at tomkerridge.com is where you can pick up the podcast and the bits and bobs there and all of it will have links to the cookbooks the cookbooks but you can buy online which is amazing however if you are going to buy a cookbook i would say take a stroll out into town go and find a small independent cookbook spend a little bit more money and support the person that's there because they've been shut all year as well fantastic that's awesome wishing you all the best with it tom and thank you again for coming on the podcast thanks very much thanks for having me jenny pleasure thank you Thank you for listening to freelance feels the podcast for humans who work for themselves i hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have you can rate and review it on apple podcasts and follow for future episodes you can find more about freelance feels at freelancefeels.com and more of my work at jennystallard.com freelance feels also has a monthly newsletter which you can sign up to at freelancefeels.substack.com and for daily updates follow on instagram and twitter at freelance underscore feels